0: I've smiled, I've jumped, I've I've laughed, I've laughed
1: What's up, everybody? This is Vinny Bucci, aka The Booch, and welcome to the recap of NXT Heatwave. And of course, ladies and gentlemen, joining me here on The Boochcast, he is the NXT correspondent. He's been woken. Yes, sir. He's been broken. Yes, sir. And now he's just broke. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome the one, the only, the broke soulless ginger, Mr. Zach Scott.
2: What's up, dude? To do this, yes, it's me, the broke soulless ginger, Zach Scott. I speaking. I'm not that broke, Benny. This was not a heat wave. This was a cold wave because this card has absolutely sucked the Liberace's anus. What the fuck was this shit?
1: <laughs> well, first of all, the phrase is "It sucks the gay out of Liberace's anus through a bendy straw." That's the phrase. <laughs> and I, I, well, I actually. Actually added the bendy straw part, <laughs> but, um, but overall, yeah, this was not a good show at all.
2: <laughs> it was horrible.
1: It was disappointing. This was very disappointing. <laughs> so we're, and we're going to get through all the disappointment here on this episode of the NXT heat wave. And, um, of course we kick things off with our first official match of the evening for the North American championship. Carmelo Hayes with trick Williams defends the title against Giovanni Vinci. No, maybe. Maybe. I mean, it could have gone a little bit longer. Actually, no, short. I think I think it was the right amount. I think this did it good. Um, I didn't like the finish, obviously, but as far as a match goes, I felt it was very good. There were a lot of moves that were um believable. Um, you know, there were some, you know, there were a few wonky botches here and there, but mostly it was only because it was only when any when they attempt when Giovanni tried to do springboard stuff, which I think he needs to refrain from doing, you know. Some some things he was good at, like you know, like the moonsault. Mm-hmm. and a few other things that he did were very well done but a lot of the springboard diving moves he needs to ease up on that it's it's not his thing you know that's him trying to please the marks and that's not going to work if you don't know what you're doing.
2: No, that is very, very true, sir. I was I was like, I was watching it. Okay, this is boring as shit. I was like, okay, you guys suck. But I'm not happy with Carmelo Hayes retaining again. Exactly. He's wearing that belt out. I'm, I'm done with it. Either he needs to go for the big belt or him and Trick Warriors need to go for the uh, NXT Tag Team Champions.
1: Yeah, I mean, this, but, this was Giovanni's dude. time. You know, Giovanni's got a great gimmick. He's very, very entertaining. And he's someone that I think would make a great... right back. Uh, North American mid card champion. So, in my opinion, he needs to be the North American champion right now. I feel like this was his time, and now this loss is only gonna is gonna do nothing except set except um you know set set them back. It's gonna it's a it's a major setback for Giovanni, which is not what he needs while trying to build momentum. And it's giving Carmelo the point where he's running out of challengers, pretty much. And there's nothing left for him to do. It's getting stale. It was. Hell, it was stale when he lost it the first time. Stale like stale uh, uh, potato chips. Stale like bread. Let's go with that. And on that note, <laughs> uh, we cut to Toxic Attraction getting out of their car and bragging about being, you know, the sexiest trio or whatever. And they bump into Braun Breaker who's uh, getting his NXT title out of the trunk of his car, apparently. And they have a little conversation and decide, and they're like, I guess we'll see who walks out with their titles and Braun walks away as the girls check him out.
2: Uh, Okay. I didn't understand this. It's like, okay, let's see who uh, has the Bellson Key to tonight. That's the- what it is.
1: Well, yeah. You know, and it's um overall, it's basically a um it's just one of those moments where the girls are kind of checking out the guys now and having that little moment, which I think could lead to something because recently um I found out through a dirt sheet there was a post on Instagram. Apparently, Braun Breaker is dating Cora Jade. Really? Yes. Apparently, they're in a. In a apparently, they're in a relationship. Uh, obviously, it has not been made public on WWE TV or NXT TV. But in the world of in the world of WWE it is only a matter of time. But I know they're not going to do it anytime soon because Cora Jade's a heel, but I think if she was to ever turn babyface again, they might acknowledge that her her and uh, Bronn are a couple. So yeah, yeah, so apparently they're dating. So okay. if Cora was still a babyface, it could be a way, and this is what I w- would do if I was booking it, uh, that would be a way to get Cora Jade and Mandy to feud again. Like Mandy tries to flirt with Braun Breaker, or Toxic Attraction tries to do that whole "I'm just to try to steal your man," and that makes Cora snap and want to go and, you know, and want to kill Mandy. All right, all right, all right, all right. Yeah, I can see that happening. Yeah, I mean it's not it could happening. it's not gonna happen because she's a heel now. But if she was a babyface, that's what I would book. So. Anyway, then we cut to uh an in-ring segment uh with Diamond Mine. Apparently, um Julius have apparently says he he's been looking at the footage and he's got some uh issues to address. And he accuses Roderick Strong of trying to destroy Diamond Mine. Julius shows footage of Tony D'Angelo tapping the map before Strong accidentally kneed him in the face two weeks ago or weeks ago, claiming that you know he's signaling uh Tony D. And of course Roderick's trying to deny it and everything, and then all of a sudden the faction. Gallus Gallus from NXT UK hits the ring and leaves all four members of Diamond Mine laying.
2: I don't know who those people are. Neither do I. I was watching, I was like, okay, are they going to beat the crap out of Roderick Strong, reverse it, and there's Galaxy people from NXT UK come up and mess everything up. I was like, did you notice how it was in the green from what Paula Cruz had in, like, this vision thing? Yeah. I was watching, I was like, who the fuck are these guys?
1: Oh, yeah, and then I saw, like, the beatdown, and then Roderick Strong is standing there, and I'm thinking, I thought maybe Roderick Strong invited them. And he's gonna join forces with them, but then all of a sudden they beat down on Roderick Strong, and to which I reply, "What the." F-? Fuck is going on? This mm-hmm. this makes zero fucking sense at all. There's no logic behind any of this booking. This is stupid. Like, at first, it looks like Julius is accusing Roderick Strong. He's got evidence. Bruce says, Are you sure about this? He goes, Yeah. So he says, Then I got your back. So now it looks like Roderick Strong is about to get kicked out of diamond mine or whatever. There's gonna be tension. But instead they just leave all four of them laying. I would have liked to have seen Roderick Strong become like the new leader of Gallus. And send those three to fight those three, and then Roger Strong cut a promo about these guys, you know, being pathetic or whatever. It would have made more sense, but instead you just left all four of them laying. So now what are they, they going to do now? Like join forces to take out Gallus? And then we pretend we didn't see what we just saw in the footage that's apparently Julius's evidence that Roger Strong did not do a good job of defending himself from. Like, this was fucking oh. dumb. I don't know where they're going with this and I don't know, maybe when this is over we'll be able to look back and go, okay, this makes sense. But right now, at what we're looking at, which is all I can do, I can only take at face value what I'm seeing. This is a stupid fucking storyline and it looks like it was only used to bring Gallus into, N- into NXT from the UK. To which I reply why Why the fuck are they here? Oh, if for no other reason than to maybe give the Creed brothers some fresh challengers.
2: That would be good to see. Some fresh uh, some fresh meat. Yes. But th- this was stupid. I, didn't know, so I was watching I was like, what the hell is going on here? Who the fuck are you guys? Anyways, moving on.
1: Yes. So backstage, Roxanne Perez says she never thought she would be in the ring opposite her best friend. Core J made her bed. Now she has to lay in it.
2: Uh... Okay, right, and typical promo between these two.
1: Yeah, and it was flat.
2: Very flat, boring. Flatter than, right.
1: flatter than Cora Jade from the side view. Hey! What? That's a little wrong. She's hot. I didn't say she wasn't hot. I just not she's flat. Oh, boy. We're going to go letters. Yeah, pop- <laughs> Unless Braun Breaker's listening, in which case she is the most beautiful woman in the world. Please don't hurt me. And on that note, we move on to the next match of the evening. Roxanne Perez versus Cora Jade.
2: This was a good match. This was actually really, really good. Probably the only good match of the fucking night. But I thought it was great. These two ladies beat the shit out of each other. But lo and behold, Cora Jade won, rightfully so.
1: Yes, because Cora Jade is definitely deserving of a push. Roxanne, no, she's not. The fact that she even has that contract for that women's title, which obviously she doesn't have anymore. But the fact that she won the breakout tournament was fucking stupid. It was Mm -hmm. fucking stupid. She should never won it. But I like this because it had a good fight feel to it. And that's what I want to see. When you see two people who used to be friends but aren't friends anymore are now getting in the ring, I expect to see a fight. I don't want to see Hip Toss, Drop Down, leapfrog, and all that bullshit. I want to see fight. I want the bell to ring, and they has fight. That's what I want to see. House fight. And that's what we got. They has fight and it it was a great match, great, amazing work. Cora J got the win because she deserves the push, especially with this phenomenal heel run that she's on. And then we cut to the backstage area where Gallus confronts and challenges Briggs and Jensen to a title match. They accept, and referees and officials hold both teams back to stop them from brawling. No, no. I like Brooks and Jensen. I really do. Everybody knows I do. But if you're a tag, if you're a team from the UK and you're coming to the states, I want you fighting for the state titles. You're here to come for the UK tag belts. And if Briggs and Jensen are the UK tag team champions, what? The, why are they not in England? Mm. Oh. If you're not gonna be, if you're gonna be the UK tag team champions. Here's an idea. Take your asses to the UK. Yeah, Tell the people here, hey, y'all mind staying in the UK for a little while? Go out there, defend your belts. The UK fans aren't deprived of their tag team champions. Again, this is fucking stupid.
2: Mm-hmm. It's like, okay,
1: unless they plan on being like, we're gonna bring the UK tag belts back to the UK. Alright then, take them back and thanks for wasting our time. And... On that note, we move on to the next match of the evening, the only match we're talking about. A winner-take-all street fight. Santos Escobar with Legado del Fantasma versus Tony D with Stax. And the best part is, if Escobar wins, Legado is free. If D'Angelo wins, Escobar must leave NXT.
2: I did not like this. It was a boring ass street. This was not a good street fight I was like uh this is boring as shit and I was watching it and of course the uh Tony D had the win and you say that like God of that past is not over they're over the crowd was actually cheering for him just saying
1: hey Look. Over or not, they yesterday's news. It's out with and the old and with the, the, the new. new. That's how it is. Oh, and the loser. right man won. The Don needed... The Don had to get Escobar out the way. Put him on the main roster. Let's let him fucking sink or swim. May he rest in base. Okay? And now we can get the other guys to join. In fact, the only thing that could have made this match better, and what I would have liked to have seen, is after the match, when Santos is sitting there, you know, when gado's all around him and everything else, that the three of them just snapped... And just beat the hell out of Escobar. You know? You know, Wild Mendoza and uh, Electra just start stomping the crap out of him. Tony and Stax get in there. They all just beat down Escobar. Hit him with a couple moves. Just knock him out. And make it clear that he's dead. He's done. He's gone. And then the family is completely unified. Like they should have been in the first fucking place. They didn't even give this faction a chance to fucking thrive. They had the whole tension from in your house all the way through which begs the question who the f- Fuck is writing this show? Because clearly your head's up your sister's ass. You're not paying attention. That's my only complaint. Outside of that, work of art. This is a fucking work of art. Yeah. Do it a fucking best. Having a real knockdown, drag him out fight. Granted, Escobar starts off by throwing a chair like a fucking pussy. But then, Tony taught him a fucking lesson. Brainbuster onto a stack of chairs. You know, garbage cans, garbage can lids. It, w- it was a fucking fight. And I liked that. You know? It was weapons. There was violence. It was fun. If it was okay to show blood, I would have liked to see a little bit of that. But even though WWE is going through kind of a transition period, eh, they ain't quite ready for the blood yet, so uh, I'll let that slide. i I, okay. I I'll let it slide. But either way, There's great win for the Don. At the end of the day, the right man won. I just wish the trash could have got taken out in better fashion. Now instead, we got to wait till next week to see everybody falling in line and all that shit. And I swear to God, if I have to see any more of this tension in the group bullshit, I'm going to blow my fucking brains out. My on, God forbid. All right. <laughs> so, uh, uh, either way, great fun. Especially love the part, you know, you got both guys yelling at each other. One guy goes for the brass nuts, the other guy goes for the fucking crowbar. D'Angelo hits first. I thought that was fucking brilliant. It's like, and it should, and it made, it made sense because look, even if he grabbed the brass knucks, you still gotta fucking put them on.
2: Yeah, I saw that too. I was like, that's basically bringing a knife to a gunfight.
1: Yeah, basically. It's like, Tony grabbed, the kni- Tony grabbed the gun, he grabbed the knife. It's like, all right, I pick it up the stab, boom, boom, boom. You already got bullets in your fucking ass. He's already popped off five shots before you even lift the fucking blade. Either way, Don wins. Right call. Salud. Salud. Now, Santos, go get your fucking shine box. All right. You fucking mutt. <laughs> Exactly. Somebody watch the show. Uh-huh. Alright, moving on. Alright. Okay, so after that, we cut to the backstage area with, um, we got Indy Hartwell talking through the new women's tag team champions. Sorry. Oh, sorry. Hey, <clears throat> Denny. <ditty. laughs> hey, I told you it's a hard transition, Alright. <laughs> Give me a fucking break. All right.
2: Sorry, sorry. Let me rewind that, All right, let me re- let me rewind that
1: back. I'll leave it over. Okay, I'm back. All right. Let me rewind that back. i So we cut to the backstage area, we got Indy Hartwell. She's with the NXT Women's Tag Team Champions. Basically celebrate, you know, being happy for their win, talking about how she doesn't really miss having tag team partners and, you know, dealing with being by herself. Next thing you know, she gets a letter, and on the back it says, like, index forever, and then she's kind of staring at something, and then all of a sudden, uh, Blair Davenport shows up from NXT UK, and all of a sudden, she's basically saying she's here to take over NXT. But notice on the paper, it said Index Forever. Jeez, mm, I wonder who that is. So uh, before we get into anything else, Zach, how do you feel about the segment?
2: Uh, I, I like the part where she said, congratulations. But I thought it was hilarious when she says, like, my ex-husband's coming back. And all of a sudden, this other person shows up. I don't know who the fuck she is. Some other person, NXT UK. I was like, okay, NXT, why are you guys bringing in UK guys that nobody knows nothing about? Yeah. <laughs>
1: well, the interesting yeah. thing here that people need to understand is the fact that for those of you who don't watch the main roster uh, we gotta do some little main roster talk here Dexter Loomis has been showing up randomly on Monday Night Raw but they're doing it in a way where it's like he's a fan crashing jumping the barricade and security's constantly escorting him out like at one point he came out and he kind of helped AJ Styles by causing a distraction from being in the crowd and then he's getting taken out So, Because apparently, now that uh, Triple H is now officially the new head of creative and the executive vice president of talent relations, because Vince McMahon, as we all know, announced his retirement and John Laurinaitis, a.k.a. People Power, he's been fired from the company. He's gone. He's out. So thank God. So now that John Laurinaitis no longer works for the company. Because he's also part of the, you know, sleeping with co-workers and shit like that. The only difference is he's not Vince McMahon, so it was easy to fire him. Um, Triple H is now assuming both roles of executive vice president of talent relations. And he's now the new head of creative. And one of Triple H's first official acts as the head of creative, has been trying to rehire all the good people that Vince let go. Because Triple H is trying to get as many of his people back as possible, the people that he trained and believed in and know can draw money. That's why we've seen, for example, when Bailey came back, which Bailey wasn't released, she was gone with an injury. When she came back, you notice at SummerSlam, Dakota Kai and Io Shirai, who's now Io Sky, was with her. That's because Triple H rehired Dakota and Io. Then you notice on SmackDown, Carrion Cross and Scarlet are back. And Karrion has his old NXT gimmick with the hourglass and the tick and the whole TikTok, Fallen Prey, and all that shit. So they're back. And now you're seeing Dexter Loomis making a comeback. And apparently they're in the process of trying to get back. I heard I hear they're trying to re-sign Johnny Gargano. See if he'll come back. And Uh, They brought back uh, three of the members of Hit Row, uh, Top Dollar, Ashanti Adonis, and B-Fab. Obviously, Swerve's not with them because he's one half of the tag belts with Keith Lee. So, you know, they're doing their thing. So, Swerve's not coming back anytime soon. But basically, anybody that AEW hasn't scooped up, Triple H is trying to re-sign. And Dexter's one of them. So And that was a big question. It's actually kind of funny, because earlier today, I was talking on the phone with Elvis, and we were talking wrestling. And I even brought up the fact, what are they going to do with Indy Hartwell? Because she and Dexter got married on NXT. So if Dexter's back, you can't pretend like that marriage didn't happen or that relationship didn't happen. For a moment there, I I couldn't tell if that was like him filing for divorce or whatever, but Indy got a smile on her face, so I'm assuming it's something good. Maybe maybe she's going to get called up to the main roster and they're going to be like a power couple in WWE. Okay,
2: we'll see what happens. Uh, Hopefully Dexter and uh, Indy Hart will uh, reunite.
1: Yeah. Because I, I thought their chemistry was great.
2: Yeah, their chemistry was great. So I look forward Maybe to Maybe we can hear uh, Dexter uh, Lewis talk a little bit more.
1: Maybe, but I don't think he needs to. Like, he's one of those guys that he, he his character works because he doesn't talk. Yeah. Hmm. And he's still trying to maintain that gimmick. Like for example, he did a he did an NWA show before he got resigned under his old under his name Samuel Shaw, which was his name on the Indies. But he and even though he's Samuel Shaw, he's still doing the Dexter type gimmick where he doesn't speak much and he and he does that that gliding move on his knuckles and puts the thumbs up. Like he's still doing that because fans love it and it's good because he he can cut a promo because he used to cut because he talked when he was in TNA. So I know he can cut promos, but I don't think he needs to talk. I think this gimmick works. For him, if anything, I would call up Indy to kind of speak for him, especially if you're not gonna have her wrestle anytime soon. Or if Indy Hartwell's not going for any titles, you might as well make her a valet.
2: Yeah, there's something to think about, exactly. We'll see what happens, though. Yeah. Maybe Triple H could do something with us, too. Hopefully they do, because he's talented and so is he. Anyways, moving on. Yes.
1: We're going to move on to the next match of the evening, God help us all. For the NXT Women's Championship, Mandy Rose with Toxic Attraction defends the title against Zoe Stark. No. Fuck no.
2: (laughs) Do you care to explain?
1: Why? Yes, I do. Ladies and gentlemen. Go ahead. Ladies and gentlemen, this <laughs> was, was actually surprisingly a good match. Psychology, good match. storytelling, great moments, everything was great till the finish. Yep. The fact that Zoe Stark is not the NXT Women's Champion Right now is fucking stupid. That was a terrible booking decision. You had someone who was credible, someone with a great story, and someone who could carry who is good enough to be a champion, and you pissed it all away. I don't know what it is with WWE lately, but they have this obsession with having these dominant champions run through everybody and then forget that there's no one left. It's like, you guys have a very, 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 very small roster. And you don't have a lot of people who are credible. It's a very small list, ladies and gentlemen. Very small list. Small. WWE fucked themselves royally by releasing so many people. Now, here's the problem. They're releasing all these people, but they're still booking the show as if they have a fuck ton of people to choose from. You don't. It's like... If you run a store and you don't have a lot of employees, you can't have the, you you can't, you either got to hire some new employees or reduce the hours of your store. Because you can't just expect everybody to work, tw- to work 12 plus hours a day because you don't have a lot of people. At some point, you're going to have to bring in some more people to cover shifts and getting people running the ship. Otherwise, you're going to have a bunch of exhausted people carrying the load. And that's what you got right now. A bunch of exhausted people carrying the load. That's pretty what Mandy Rose is doing. Because really, look at that women's roster. Who's on that roster that she hasn't already beaten?
2: She's beating everybody. That's the problem. Exactly. Who's next on the list?
1: It's the same thing with Roman Reigns on the main roster. He's beating everybody. The Usos, they've beaten everybody. Carmelo Hayes, beating everybody. One more person's beating everybody, but we ain't talking about him yet. He next. Right now, we got Mandy Rose. This was it. Now, at this point, you either got to pull somebody in from the fucking main roster to come down to NXT, or fuck it all. I'll tell you this much. I'm not excited for the next Mandy Rose match. And for once, it's not Mandy's fault. Usually when I don't want to see Mandy Rose, because I don't like Mandy Rose. Now it's because the booking committee has fucked themselves again. To where now you're just reshuffling the deck and having the same people fight. And again, I'm supposed to believe that the, guy went in, that the guy or the girl went into a hyperbaric time chamber and trained for like three days, and it seemed like three years, and all of a sudden they come out and they're a fucking Super Saiyan? Is that what I'm supposed to think right now? Do uh... I look that stupid? Is that why you choose to treat me with such disrespect?
2: <laughs> yeah, I don't know what's going on. Who's next? Yeah, who's I used to say, who's again? Ne-
1: "Yeah, now we're going from who's next to who cares."
2: We're sick of it.
1: Yeah. So, speaking of who cares, we got our main event of the evening for the NXT Championship. Braun Breaker defends the title against JD McDonough.
2: Boring, boring. Then say it with me, please. On three. One, two, three. Boring. boring. As shit, dude. This was, the, we're having a heat wave. That's like I said in the beginning of, this, of the show. This was not a heat wave. This was a bur a cold fucking wave. Fucking I mean, ridiculous. Goddamn bullshit.
1: I mean, here's the thing. I actually enjoyed the match. It had good psychology, it had good storytelling, and I like the fact that they. They both chose to work each other's shoulders and told a story with just a shoulder. Yeah, that's true. That that shows that these guys know what they're doing in a ring. That's true. That J.D. McDonough guy, he's pretty good in a ring. I just didn't know him.
2: Yeah. I was like, dude, that's the problem with UK. I respect the guys in the UK because they're good workers and everything else. I just don't know who the fuck they are.
1: Well, yeah, but that's why they're bringing it to the States so you can find out who they are. That's the that's the point of it. But like we said, there were there were moments in the match that were great. But then all of a sudden he he spears the guy. Then McDonough gets to his feet, blood dripping from his mouth, tells Breaker to bring it. hits another spear, gorilla press, slam, and gets the one, two, three, and that's it. Like what? What was the point in even having the blood dripping from the mouth if, it's, if, that's, if he's just going to spear him and end it? Mm-hmm. That's what I'm I thought was stupid.
2: Uh, I'm not the one who's doing the booking or the creative writing.
1: And then, of course, after the match, Tyler Bate, the UK champion, walks down to the ring, holds up the UK championship, breaks holds up his title, and the show ends with a standoff. Now, I see that? here's my theory on this, or what I think they should do. I think one of two things is, is about to happen. Either A, they're going to do some type of NXT versus NXT UK show around the same time as Clash of the Castle. Or they're going to put on Clash of the Castle, Braun Breaker versus Tyler Bate in a champion versus champion match. Not a unification. Just champion versus champion. Because hmm. you can't unify the belts because that makes no damn sense. Because, because very, very, very one's in the States and one's in the UK. That don't make, that, that don't make no sense. So... But I think it would be like, hey, let's have the UK champion against the against the American champion. We'll just we'll just say American champion to make it easier. And I think that would be good for Clash the Castle because it's in England, it's in the UK, and it exposes both men to the main roster, which is what you want. And in England, you know those type of fans embrace the NXT people. It's not like Raw and SmackDown where some where people like Zach are going, who the hell is that?
2: They could put me on spot.
1: Hey, you said it yourself. You don't know who the fuck these people are. Neither do you. I'm not the only one. Yeah, I mean, I know who Tyler Bate is.
2: Well, I know who Tyler Bate is too, so. I'm
1: going to say, some of these guys, I know who they are because they've shown up in and out of NXT. But even though I don't know who they are, I've seen them long. I can tell that from just from looking at them whether or not there's something interesting about them.
2: Yes, I don't know. But
1: either way, Braun Breaker retained, which I kind of had a feeling he would. So, again, like, all the champions retained, so there was nothing special about this show. Like I said, the only, like, I mean, I know it sounds biased, but I think it's true. The only interesting moment was Tony D and Santos hitting the bricks. Like, if Santos had won, Mm. this whole thing would have been a snooze fest. I wouldn't even be excited right now. I'd be like, can I fucking go home? Wait, I already am home.
2: (laughs) Basically, I was watching so you can get this over with, please.
1: Yeah, exactly. This was like a, dear God, end this, I want to go to bed.
2: Oh, so, This is, except for the Tony DiMaggio, Corey Jade, and Roxanne Perez, which, these are a couple hours and we're never going to get back.
1: Exactly. <laughs> and uh, that, ladies and gentlemen, will wrap up this recap of NXT Heat Wave. Uh, Zach, as always, I thank you for taking time out of your busy schedule to join us, and uh look forward to seeing you on the next one.
2: Absolutely, positively, explicitly, I will be there, or here at the house, calling you. All
1: right. Good
2: right.
1: uh, boy. Yep, and uh, make sure you guys uh, follow the cast. We're on Anchor, Anchor, Spotify, Spotify, Google Podcast, Google Podcast, and iHeartRadio, and iHeartRadio. Pick your favorite hosting site and follow us there, or be a super fan and follow us on all four hosting sites. Also. Like us on Facebook. Go to facebook.com/slash/theboogcast. We have archived episodes of the show as well as great content. I recently shared the in its entirety the Facebook Live that I did with Dr. MJ Collier from the Ricky Smiley Morning Show. Uh, you can check out the whole one-hour show uh, that I helped produce uh, for Dr. Collier. It's up there right now for you guys to check out to kind of get a little bit of a vibe on what the show is. And if you're interested in um being part, being having your questions answered on the show, uh, the next one will be. Uh, next Wednesday August 24th now I can't say whether or not I'll be producing this one most likely my boss will uh, because he primarily does it but if I'm asked to do it again I will do it again so but make sure you check that out on the Facebook page also make sure you follow us on Twitter and Instagram at the Cast. get the latest tweets photos and videos uh, be sure to check out our YouTube channel for all our exclusive YouTube content uh, we got two of the watch parties up there, uh, the Survivor Series and the Royal Rumble, uh, Survivor Series 2021 Royal Rumble 2022 uh, Night 2 of WrestleMania 38 was not able to be up there, it's not up there and the reason is because it got blocked by a bunch of copyright shit and I tried to edit some stuff out but it basically wouldn't accept the whole damn thing so, uh, WrestleMania 38's not up there, uh, at some point I'm going to try to get SummerSlam up there, hopefully I and get it on the YouTube channel. But uh, the Royal Rumble and um, Survivor Series 1s one- Series are there if you want to check those out. And of course, uh, hit the subscribe button and ring that bell to be notified when future content will be posted. Obviously, we got some episodes of Dark Side of the Ring that need to go up there soon. Uh, Gator and I are planning on filming the last two that need to be filmed. And then I'll be editing and putting them up there for your viewing pleasure. And, of course, uh, you guys can uh, follow us on Twitch. Go to twitch.tv slash theboochcast. That's where we do our live wrestling watch parties. Our next watch party will be Saturday, November 26th for WWE Survivor Series. As I mentioned before, we're still trying to figure out the location of where it's going to be. But either way, there will be a live watch party, whether I'm a part of it or not. Or whether the team does it or if we do it in Winston-Salem, North Carolina, provided we're still going there for WrestleCade. WrestleCade's up in the fucking air. I have no idea what's going on. So either way, follow us on twitch.tv slash We also have our live D&D show, our Boochcast booking battle, and another special treat all coming soon to the Twitch channel. And, of course, you can support The Boochcast by going to anchor.fm slash theboochcast slash support. Become a supporter of The Boochcast. Support this podcast with a small monthly donation to help sustain future episodes. We have three levels you can donate at. The first level is for 99 cents, $1 per month. This is for people who uh, want to help us out but don't have a lot of money to spend. Uh, we would never force you guys to uh, break the bank to support our show. If all you can do is listen to the show and spread the link to everyone you know, you're still helping us out, and we appreciate it a great deal. But if you want to put a little skin in the game, That 99 cents level is for you. We have the second level you can donate at, which is $4.99, $5 per month. The same amount of money you would pay for a Peacock subscription. I know a lot of you guys out there aren't fans of the Peacock. So don't give them money. Give us money. We got better content than Peacock anyway. And we got the third and final level you can donate at, which is for a mere 9 The same amount of money we used to pay for a WWE Network subscription here in the United States. Ever since it sold it the Peacock, you got to know where to put that nine ninety nine. So to that nine ninety nine, bring it over here. We got better content than the Network, and unlike the WWE, we actually care about our fans. We're dedicated to giving the people what they want, although Triple H is doing a good job. You have the option of paying with a credit card or with gpay and the best part is all the money that we raise goes back into the show in some capacity we use it to upgrade our equipment. We use it to bring in bigger name guests, pay our bills, and take care of all the guys who work very hard on the air and off the air to make the boogecast a success. So if you got a favorite co host and you believe they're to be paid for their hard work, anchor.fm slash the boogecast slash support is how you make that happen. And then if there's any money left over, when this is all said and done, we use the rest to feed uh, you know, the ginger, his ramen noodles so he doesn't starve to death and um try to get him laid so he doesn't get hurt. Hurt and stay quiet during video recordings. And until next time, this is Vinny Bucci, a.k.a. The Booch, saying keep on living life and take care. This has been The Booch Cast. I'll talk to you guys next time. Until then, peace, peace baby! baby. Well I see by the clock on a wall that it's time to bid you one and all Goodbye, goodbye, so long, so long, farewell, farewell, adieu, adieu, adieu. be good, stay well, bye-bye, keep warm, relax, and eat, take care, stay
0: loose, adieu, love you, I'll approach and goodbye till when we meet again